You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System where we sound different because our microphone is different. Technical errors happened. Scott, what do we talk about? Uh, we start off talking about the documentary series, The Toys That Made Us. And then we segue into a quick blip on The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the movie Bright on Netflix. Followed up by Mummy. And then uh, Keith says the immortal words, everything Southland Tales is good. Then we talk about The Mummy Returns, and this papier-mâché boulder is something, 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 something bad. Anyway, if you haven't seen Star Wars The Last Jedi, this episode probably isn't for you. We seriously talk about it for 45 minutes. Enjoy the show! Oh, yeah, because she's like, the implication was that she was 12. And then apparently, was it Spielberg who was like desperate to put in a, 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 like a, a child adult relationship? <clears throat> this was huh. like a big thing, yeah. Huh. And then, the 80s were a different time, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the script must have been written in the 70s. I, I could yeah. be wrong. It might not have been Spielberg. It might have been Lucas who yeah. wanted that in there. Hmm. And I mean, and like, in a way, he got to have that in Star Wars. Like, there's a, I mean, like, the reverse, right? Like, like the, there's, like, Amidala was, like, falling oh, yeah, in love yeah, yeah. with, like, young Anakin, yeah. like, which is very weird. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's tough. Maybe he did it on purpose, or maybe he was just, he fucked up. He had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, maybe he was like, it's a Lolita thing, but with Jedi. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure it is, Lucas. <laughs> and he's like, everyone will see it. I'll be heralded. We didn't, I don't know if we talked about this. We, we talked about, I think John and I talked about it, the, uh, the, the Netflix series, the toys that made us. Yeah. But the, the Star Wars episode mm-hmm. where they talk about the fact that has not Hasbro. Who in the game? Mattel? Kenner. 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 How Kenner let the toy licenses lapse. It wasn't Kenner though. Kenner had already been bought. Kenner had already bought, been bought by Mattel. Yeah. And Mattel then, yeah, exactly. Someone someone in the nineties let the toy licenses lapse and then for Star Wars. And for Star Wars and then George Lucas was like going to make more movies <laughs> like you're like like a little bit in the documentary they're like coincidence and you're like the toy revenue is like double, double. the yeah. movie like the how the movie does at the box office you're like so is star wars primary purpose to sell toys like it's second in a way not if you saw the phantom menace it wasn't no not i mean which the documentary also goes on to but then they still like got record sales when they were like oh phantom menace toys aren't selling that great let's Make more hot and look. Yeah, and then everybody was like into it. Like right. re-release of Star Wars figurines. Was was this purposeful choice to segue us into uh, the last? I think we Jedi? should. I think we should start with our top story of the hour. <laughs> Is that we uh-huh. all actually saw a movie in theaters? Yeah. Like, who knows when was the last time that happened? And what a movie, because it is like a cultural touchstone for... Star Wars. It's yeah. like what every person who, I think, identifies themselves as like a geek is at least somewhat interested. And I, I like to think that Disney would like to think well beyond people yeah. who consider themselves geeks, right? So, I saw The Last Jedi at a drive-in 
where you can sneak in your beer and then Sarah can yell at the screen. So I think I had like an interesting uh-huh. <laughs> version of it. Sarah has seen, uh, she remembers Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really remember any of the other prequels. Uh, I sat down and I watched New Hope with her and I've watched Empire with her and otherwise in preparation for this no this this was just we wanted to go see a movie at a drive-in and the Mm -hmm. drive-in the was either playing the one that we were was close to where we were staying was playing The Last Jedi Mm -hmm. we didn't feel like driving another 45 minutes to go see Thor Ragnarok so I was like babe it's gonna be Star Wars yeah (laughs) she was like okay she's like but I'm like it's okay you can yell at the TV we're in a car like it's not like she hasn't seen Return of the Jedi she hasn't seen Return of the Jedi and she hasn't seen Force Awakens alright alright so her opinions are useless what about you what did you think of this movie (laughs) it was interesting to watch it in someone in a void is what I'm saying like she was like literally like none none of us have that experience none of us are watching it. it as a just a straight movie. No one is watching it. Just nobody. It's a standalone picture, except for Sarah. Okay, <laughs> she's so, an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I found when we we did like a whole thing talking about uh, the Force Awakens when it came out. Yeah, uh, the Force Awakens. When I went to go, I said this to a bunch of people. This is my spoiler-free like vibe uh-huh. of the uh, Last Jedi. Yep. Force Awakens. I had a lot of fun in the theater. And I was like, I'm on board! And then the more I thought about it, the less I cared about it. Like every like, other J.J. Abrams project. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like, feel good, high fives all around. And you're like, eh, what was that about? Uh, Last Jedi was like the complete opposite. When I went to go see it, I was like, that was okay. But then like the more I thought about like almost almost everything, like there's there's problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super big problems. Yeah. Um, Hmm, we're going to get into that later. We're going to get full spoilers too, listeners. So, I mean, like, if you're not into... Pause this, go watch The Last Jedi, come back. <laughs> exactly. I mean, go, let's go see it. But the more I thought about it, the like, I liked it more as I, like, reflected upon it than I did initially in the initial reaction. How did you guys... How did you guys enjoy it? Um, Or not enjoy it? I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, like, exactly like you said. So, The the Force Awakens was, was like, them reminding people what Star Wars is. Plenty yeah. of people have grown up without seeing what we would consider mm-hmm. to be like a real Star Wars movie. So like that was like an introduction. What is Star Wars all about? This one is them, Disney, saying like, well, I guess people criticized us for doing too much of the same thing. Let's just give a story to a star director and mm-hmm. let's let him do whatever he wants to. And, and that's like the way to maintain artistic cred mm-hmm. in creating these things. Yeah. And so that's what happened, right? Yeah. To, to the to the betterment and to the lesserment of the film, like there's obvious missteps and there's but there's also big successes and big things that are done differently. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of exciting. But what it the, like in the bigger context, it signals to me that there's no real plan for this stuff, and that makes me kind of sad. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that a lot of the plans. That, I mean, I don't know. Are we just going to go full spoilers right? Well, off I didn't. Like, I don't think I spoiled anything. No, no, no. But, no but I'm just saying. But like one of the uh, maybe Scott could give us his, his yeah, no his spoiler. Initial, I would just say if I don't respond, no, 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 not not a spoiler, not a spoiler. But it is one thing that like when Scott sent us an article uh, talking about like people's like faux pas and something I never really considered is that there is a big chunk of the movie going population. Who episode one, two, and three is their Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? Like they're like a bunch of kids right. grew up and are now adults who like saw those movies in theaters. So like there is, I don't think it's as big of a market as the like thing. But these movies also kind of need to tap into those kids, you know? Like, yeah, okay, I, I don't think they're right, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, like I'm, I'll say this in terms of Keith's point. I'm a little weird that no Gungans have appeared in these two new movies. Uh-huh. At all. Like, they made a really big point of the Gungans in, in episode one, two, and three. Not well, just Jar Jar, but like all of them as a race of people. I don't know. I mean, like, the They're Ewoks really only movies. had one movie. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. The Ewoks only had one movie. The Gungans were in all three. Well, only Jar Jar. 
And then Amidala? I saw the fat, the fat guy back on the planet. How are we the same species? Dude, well, yeah, but that's because that's Amidala's planet, right? Like, yeah. it just happens Hold to be on. another... Scott, come it on, ha- buddy. What did you think of The Last Jedi? It happens, to be, it happens to be another species on a main character's planet that they go to. Like, yeah, they're going to be around. Right, like, so, guess, right. guess what? We've never been to Kashyyyk. We've never seen Wookiees except for one time for like five seconds when Yoda was hanging out with them. Uh, I, well, there's Wookiees in all seven, eight movies, man. There's a Wookiee in all. Just, oh, you don't so have to be mad. Just let's just hear his opinion. I really like the movie. Uh-huh. Scott's just trolling. I really like the movie. I thought that they had a firm grasp on the characters, mm-hmm. uh, especially Luke and Leia. And uh, the, oh, oh, he's trolling again. No, the, the plot missteps for me were the um, stark contrast the jokey jokes had with the rest of the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, and that happened like four or five times where there was just like, hey, this is really dark. Everything is going bad. Everyone is going to lo- die and, and, and the, the rebellion will be over. But punchline! And back yeah. to our seriousness. Yeah. It was like really, I'm okay with jokey jokes, but they were just, they were such a break. Uh, yeah. In it. Even like right from the get go. <clears throat> like, like, I mean, like. Are, are we just going to get into it? Because I, I want to. Because right from the get go, the yeah. first one is. is Commander uh, hugs or whatever. Like no, it's it's Ray handing Luke the lightsaber mm-hmm. and him just throwing it yeah. over his shoulder into the water. I don't, is that the first thing? I think the first thing is Poe when he's on the call to yeah, Lieutenant Commander whatever his name is, and he's like, "Is this Commander Hugs?" And he's like, "This is Hugs." I'm looking for Hugs though. Yeah, like he's, he's like, trolling on the phone. I was okay with that because he was always kind of a troll. In the, in okay. and, no, and no, 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 no. The okay. whole so, framing of the thing is not. You've never. That's never happened in a Star Wars movie. Absolutely, that, that it whole, has. Where you have Han Solo, Han Solo buying useless <clears throat> garbage time and then shooting the console on the radio. Uh, like uh, everything's fine here. Uh, how are you? Yeah, exactly. Like. Like, and I mean, and that was the same thing. Like, yeah, essentially, okay. Poe is buying time on the clock. Totally true, but the scene is not is not played the same way. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think it's yeah. so long in in it's very long the Last Jedi. It's longer than you really think that this thing should go on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, there, there could have been uh, your di- that dialogue could have been intercut of scenes of the bombers getting ready. And I think that would have let the dialogue work better rather than yeah. just hugs looking uncomfortable. And, and, and this, like, I, the, all the humor of that felt really flat to me. It, yeah. it well, was like I, they forced it, like a Saturday Night Live skit. It just keeps going and going. And you're like, okay, we get it. He's, he's I messing with I, like, I found it, like, chuckle worthy. And I mean, like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, again, like, back to my point earlier, where there are people who, like, had seen the first three films and those are their Star Wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, like, if you're gonna remember that Star Wars movies are, like, for kids also, basically. Mm. Well, I mean, okay. And, and, and they've, they've, they've made that clear distinction where you're like, there are gonna be more adult films. Like, Rogue One is a more mm. adult film. Those numbered ones are going to be, like, essentially family fun at the movies. There's gonna be a sense of humor. And if I'm gonna pick between, like... Kind of hammy like dialogue or like gung gung slipping and falling down. Give me the hammy dialogue, man. I'll be like, that will be if that's the humor that you want to have to make sure kids are laughing. I will take that over Jar Jar Binks. Okay, like, I, I guess. But the, the like the one off lines just didn't. They didn't seem to fit. And there were, it looks like Scott was saying there's a bunch of these in the movie. Yeah, and, and it's know? not. It's not that they were placed with a comedy plot line. Mm-hmm. It's they're just really starkly out of place with everything that's happening around them. Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, I, I, I agree. I, I just, I feel that they're, like, we, like, John and I talked about this before. I was like, there's like, there were a couple moments, and a lot, of, I find a lot of the jokes are exemplary of those moments, 
where there's like a group of like 12 very rich dudes who are saying like this is a Star Wars movie you need to have jokes you need to have like whatever like this is not exactly Ryan Johnson's Star Wars this is Ryan Johnson and Disney's Star Wars you know like like there's always that footnote of like there's a com- there's a committee of people that are saying like you need laughs you need this many action sequences you need this many things and you it's think- I no, I don't think I, I know, man. Like they're <coughs> giving three hundred million dollars to a movie. They're going to have like market groups and tests to be like, how yeah. does this play to the broadest possible audience? And Ryan Johnson, an executive producer list that was like fifteen people long. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. There's like so many items on that list. Like, what? How much space do you even have? Yeah, exactly. Like, so like the action scenes. Uh, you gotta like, have a bunch of floppy animals. You gotta have the cute animals. You gotta have the, you know, etc., yeah. etc. Et and I mean, and like I said, I find even you kind of see it's it's like weird to almost watch like Johnson kind of like work around them. Like you're like yeah. like the porgs are just kind of around. There's like one or two little shots of them, and then they're like, nah. and then they get moved away. Like you know, like they're basically exist. Well, to look did you cute. hear what the story was behind those? So there's actual little penguins that live on that island, yeah. okay, and they're like a protected species. Mm-hmm. And so they actually filmed all the film, the scenes with the little actual dumb penguins in there, and then they drew over them with these guys. <laughs> and um, originally they were just going to digitally edit the penguins out, and he was like, "No, no, no, it's Star Wars. Let's make them a fucking a dumb animal." Yeah, and that was that was why I, I was actually okay with the porgs yeah. as, a, as a comedy break. I thought they were they were too buku. They were like too cutesy. Again, I didn't, I didn't for me, it was it was like more. the weird one-liners that broke it for me. The uh, the people present Ewoks. I know, I know. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't really like the Ewoks either. Yeah, you know? so, like, what do you want? <laughs> wait, wait. The Ewoks totally did have three movies. They got their own spin-off movies. Yeah, they got their own trilogy. Twice. They, they got a cartoon series also. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jawas even like yeah. Jawas aren't necessarily cutesy, but all just... they do is say Poutine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Poutine, like... and all the all the Ewoks say is yum yum. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's it. So yeah, like. Okay, so I guess we're well into spoilers now. Is that we did it? We did it. So I love the main plot. I love the main plot of them just being on a on an end run, like run away and hope we don't die. Mm -hmm. It was like the first two seasons of Battlestar Galactica squished into you know the hour long plot of the movie. Well, and this is like again, uh, we talked about this with Game of Thrones, um, where Game of Thrones in the latest season has like an egregious assault on what could possibly happen with time and space. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a map kicking around on the internet of, like, the distance the White Walkers travel yeah, in the yeah, course yeah. of and the season, and the circles. distance the Jon Snow travels, which is, like, Oliver Westeros. So, in uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, this is one thing where, like, even Sarah was like, how long are they taking on this, like, casino planet? Yeah. Like, because they... And then, so that seems like they, like, gotta go zip back and forth. And then I was like, I have a better question. How long is Rey on Luke's planet? <laughs> How long does she actually have to get trained? Like, is she there for, like, a couple hours? Like, a day? I think it's a few days. Right? Yeah. Right? Maybe? (laughs) Like, which is just, like, it's just not really the time. And then you're counting, like, hyperspace travel does take time. Like, how, like, and then everything magically comes together right at the end. (laughs) And you're like, everybody's back just in time. And I was like, pretty sure you guys could be off by, like, days. You know? Like, it's like, we rush back from the casino thing and Ray's coming back. I don't know. The, the whole casino thing just didn't make any sense to me. Like, why was that all there? What did what, what, what did we accomplish with that? Was there development of of Finn's how, character? How wrong was the smartest character in the universe saying there's only one code breaker that can do this, <laughs> and then just finding the skeeziest dude in jail? I mean, there's oh yeah, that guy too. Yeah. No, I mean I. That, I feel like they're setting him up to be a new character. To me, you know? it's fine, but don't say that's the only person I. Well, know no, do but it. like. 
And here's like the dumb part is I don't know if it's like a deleted scene or whatever else like that, but I was just waiting for Benicio del Toro's character to be like, oh yeah, I lost my pendant in a gamble. Totally. Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah. right? And then you'd be like, oh, it was like, him. that's so obvious. What? Yeah, and then it just <clears throat> never pans out that way. And you're like, okay, that's kind of a bummer. There's just this other code breaker, like, or something. And the whole casino bit, I mean, again, that was... I feel like that was a Ryan Johnson idea that then got, like, Disney-fied. Like, I think he wanted to show the fact that, like, there are people, very rich people, com- profiteering off of both sides of this. Yeah. You know? like, and like, the allegory to the modern world is is obvious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is an interesting idea that then gets, like, thing adventured. Like, I right. was like, this is kind of cool. Like in, like, in an abstract where you're like... These people are just sitting here betting on things, having like living in like high society, whatever else like that. Right. And they're just, it's the same people manufacture X Wings, manufacture TIE fighters, and they're selling the First Order, and they're selling to the Rebellion, and they're pieces of garbage, which I'm like, on the whole, is something that's never really been looked at in Star Wars. You're like, who? To- totally true. I think that kind of contractors. That kind of moralizing doesn't, doesn't it kind of like make the whole series stand out very starkly? Do you think that that kind of stuff happens in other Star Wars movies? But I mean, we kind of set up, we kind of set that up in Rogue One, right? Like the lengths that the rebellion were going to, and like the, right, like, right, you right. know, like it's just sort of like that they needed to get stuff done at any cost. Yeah, they're going to be working with arms dealers. Like, I guess. You know? Also in clerks, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> independent contractors. I guess, I guess that. But in the space opera, is there. Can't really think of any of the other ones. That I mean, there's... The, I mean, they're, they're, it's more subtle, but like there's like I mean, the Trade Federation, yeah, the whole, uh, yeah, but even yeah, the Trade Federation, on the whole, even the, the OG. Cloners, the no, but cloners, what's the what's the, the like metaphor into the real world? What is that? What is that representing? The cloners building an army for cash money without having political okay. ideals about it at all. all right. The political manipulations using the clones as saviors, uh, air quotes. Yeah. When in fact they end up becoming the basis for stormtroopers. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there was there was also kind of um, the killing a bunch of uh, machine operators in this second movie. I was going to say right. there's there's, there's, there's like there's like a little bit of dialogue uh, in uh, New Hope that like heavily heavily implies that fighter pilots like join the Empire to go to fighter school training and then, like, skip out and join the Rebellion, right? right. Like, once they're trained. Like, when these, like... Like, Biggs going to the Academy... Okay, I don't know what you're trying to convince me of here. Uh, I'm just saying, like, there is, like, that, like, that weird, like, backstory. Like, it's not just, like, fighter pilots come out of nowhere and stuff. Like, there's, like, an industry that is, like, fueling both the Rebellion and... No, I, I get that. I get that. I just... I, I don't feel like it's ever been, a, like, a... You haven't had character... Like, a, what's her name? Talking Rose when she's talking about... Animals. I just I felt like the movie was moralizing a little bit more than you usually oh, get in these. The, the horse racing thing. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. just way out of place. Just, oh, by the way, horse racing bad. Like what? Oh, that, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess I agree, but on principle, yeah. Fuck you. Don't tell yeah, me how to but, think. But I mean, like I, I don't mind it because like it's it's kind of like it's putting uh, like a more realistic lens on stuff that's been in Star Wars all the time. We're just sort of like like I there's guess. always been like it's a, a fantasy, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying there's, like there's better places for them to spend their time. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying it's like to me, it's always kind of been there. Like the bad guys have had the beasts and stuff, and it's always been like considered to be bad. Like what the, are you rank, talking about? the rancor. 
is an absolutely oh. captured murder beast. Okay, in... at the start, on the hoth, they all ride on the tauntauns. That's riding a tauntaun. That's like a pet. You're what, not like... you... <laughs> what is your cut open with your laser sword? The second that, that you need some more warm to stuff your friend. <laughs> that tauntaun already died. Which thing they made a toy of. Yeah, I know. And a sleeping bag. <laughs> the old sleeping bag. <laughs> King Geek made a tauntaun sleeping bag. That's the best. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's. I think it's contextualizing some stuff. Like, all right, all right. But it was, you cannot, you can't, no, you right. can't say that, that it was part not was that part was bad it was so over oh no 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 that entire the entire casino scene in my opinion could have just been cut from the film <laughs> like you just yeah. could have like okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a different tack here the the sacrifice scene where uh admiral what's her name kills herself shoots the ship at hyperspeed into um the, the devastator blows up like eight star destroyers all at the same time yep. This is like the worst thing. It's so dumb on a thousand levels. Why did they not do that to Death Star 1? 2 or to Starkiller Base? Why do ships not do that when they know that they're about to get killed? They just shoot off. Why did they not have one of the astromech droids pilot the ship rather than the very valuable last admiral of the rebellion? Why did she not take her big capital ship and use it to body block the shots coming from the Star Destroyers into the, the fleeing rest of the Rebellion, right? She could have just, like, shot her ship over there and blocked it off. Like, <laughs> I mean, it looked real good. It was super I'll cool. I'll say that, but that's the only thing. And Did it you... makes other movies worse. If this was possible, why has it not happened before? Uh, I think that technology has advanced. Oh, absolutely. Was no... don't, 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 don't say technology hasn't advanced, because I'm pretty sure the First Order invented a laser beam that could kill, a, like, a solar system in the first okay, movie. Okay, but, but, but you foreshadow that. There has to be an explanation in the film. It's not just like, poof, now this is possible. And also, none of that addresses why did they not have the dumb astromech droids pilot the thing. Droids are people too. Yeah, but not, <laughs> but less valuable people. This is clear. They yeah. wait tables. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that scene was dumb. And just, like, it kind of, I think that, that taps into the whole, like, captain going down with the ship and stuff. Like, I think, like, which is a very old, like, cliche I get it. thing. Which, yeah. I mean, I think that... I wouldn't put it past. I don't like. I don't know any admirals, but I think that's like a thing that admirals like to do. I guess is go down with their ship. Like, I mean, I think it was like very much a choice. It wasn't like I'm gonna send the robot onto it. Like, there's a like, this is my ship. This is my stand. This is my thing. Well, Maybe. then I hate her for choosing that's death. That's that's okay. But I mean, none of us are you know career know. military know. people. <laughs> I just I thought that was terrible. Yeah. Did you hear uh, about the um, the the AMC theaters that had to put like a warning because people apparently complained? About? About the 15 seconds of dead silence that happens after that. They're like, at a certain point, at about like an hour and 45 minutes into the film, there is a scene that happens, and then there is 15 seconds of silence. This is not an error. Because people this freak is, out. This is a creative choice that was made by the director for dramatic <laughs> effect. <laughs> I was like, what a bunch of dum-dums. Like, I was like, can you imagine? The sound cut out. Like, I was like, why? What do you... Like, by far, one of the... like. Like up it's, there, up it, there with OG like Death Star explosion, like one of the like most like stark visuals that, like I mean like it's breathtaking, it's logic, a beautiful foolish. scene. <laughs> but like in, I, I'm I, I'm with you 100. percent It looked amazing. I, yeah. I was riveted by every single second of it. Yeah, visually. I, yeah, I I mean stuff like that. I'm willing to just explain away. Like in my head, I'm just like. But now the next time somebody has like a big space, perhaps it laser is a feature, gun. A feature of. A, Feature a feature of like only that particular ship and how it like rips up to hyperdrive in a different way. Like you know, like, there's like a bunch of I mean fan crap that I like guess. I feel yeah, like no, but you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm like you have to address it. You have to say something about it. 
I don't necessarily think you do. I okay. would be like, think about how painful that would be to be like, this particular ship it goes up to hyperspeed. Like, it'd be like, this dialogue is dumb. And it's like, Pachoo! and it shoots through the thing. Like, do you know what I, I mean? I get, I, okay, but that's a, it's a storytelling issue. You need to, why has this never happened before? Why would nobody say something about it? No. <laughs> it was just bad. Eh. I mean, it is a capital ship, and the Rebellion does not have a whole ton of them. They send all of them against the Death Star. I bet you if in we the went... third movie, and there's like... Three. Three? <laughs> yeah, I bet Akbar would have done it if the shield went down and none of the fighters came back. Okay. All right. I, 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 I don't need to harp on this anymore. I just hate it. No, no, I know, no. You, you mentioned yeah. this like right away. And I was like, you did, I didn't even think about it. I was like, I could kind of agree with Scott, too. I'm like, they don't have that many, those many ships to, like, risk it. Probably, like... I do want to talk about my favorite thing about the movie. Okay, go. And that is the writing that is done for Luke Skywalker. Because Luke, throughout his three movie appearances, is kind of a whiny brat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that does not change. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, so many many people, Mark Hamill included, were like, Luke Skywalker would have never done this. I'm like, eh. All of his role models. Yeah, I was like, all turned into. I was like, bailing and going to remote planets is like Jedi 101. Yeah, like Obi Wan does it, Yoda does it. Like it's just sort of like times get tough. Jedi are like, fuck this, I'm gonna go hide. (laughs) And and Luke does kind of whine throughout all of a new hope. Uh I want to go to Tashi to get a power converter. Yeah, yeah. I was exactly. for it. I was, I was like, I love it. I love the fact that he's just like, things aren't going my way, and I'm pissed off about it. Yeah. And then it happened again, and I give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had, I, I love Luke's everything. I like everything about Luke Skywalker. I mm-hmm. liked his the way he is like a little bitch, and then like is reminded of like the force and like the good well, thing he's and, being tricksy like when yoda first meets luke yeah yoda is like I'm her, her. you know he like tries to trick him and eat his food and whatever luke's doing the exact same thing yeah exactly yeah. and then you know it's like has his like faith restored yeah i, I just i was kind of like my my main my main thing that i like love the movie when i talked about like thinking about it later is how like not a single plan works out correctly like nobody's 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 plan works out <laughs> at all and i was like i love it i was like because star wars is always like this weird airbane plan it's gonna work and he's like nope <laughs> yeah it goes absolutely so and like like every like ray's plan to like go bring luke back and save the day like absolutely does not work out the yeah. way she wants to we're gonna like, go to this planet and get a code breaker nope yeah not only do you fuck it up not. also recall that, that that's how they catch the rebellion right is because they they give up the location of the because the admiral was right yeah Poe was wrong exactly was yeah wrong. exactly yeah. they like exactly they go on to the like the the dreadnought or whatever they make like, it worse gonna go yeah. we're gonna fix it. absolutely goes wrong like ray's uh, plan to go save kylo yeah wrong. absolutely goes wrong <laughs> kylo kylo's plan to get ray to join him wrong nope. snoke's plan to bring ray and kylo together <laughs> wrong like everyone's like luke's plan at the end i don't think he planned on killing himself when he did that failed yeah. you know like everyone's plan just gets absolute garbage like and i was like yay like, <laughs> like just like in retrospect you're like yeah that's like it's Cool, like nobody's plan worked out. Like, see, I escaped to the shuttles. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Busted. Yeah, I loved this aspect of it. I think yeah. it was amazing. But in the bigger context, is this like? Do you feel that they are poised in the same way that they were at the end of Empire for what is going to come to finish this quote-unquote trilogy? I would say they're poised not only to finish the trilogy, 
I think they're poised to like move into the next trilogy and kind of be like do something new. Okay. And to think there's not going to be a next trilogy, I think is no, no, no. Ridiculous. Of course, of course. There's, there's like seven there's, more trilogies. Yeah, exactly. There's 20 movies in the MCU right now. You like, new trilogies, they... trilogies for a thousand years. <laughs> Every year, three new Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. StarWarsMovies.com. www.starwars.com. Exactly. So I think that the they are not only poised for the like. I think the third movie, potentially, can now be like this whole new thing. Because guess what? Everybody had the most Star Wars-ass plan in the world. Everyone had it. And they all blew up in their face. So now, like, Kylo is like, yo, I'm going to be this new type of bad guy. Which is not a Sith Lord, but right. it's like this Kylo Ren thing. And, like, Rey is he like... He's the best part of all of this. Oh, Adam Driver yeah, did amazing. Fantastic. Kylo Ren, the character, has enchanted me. He's just I love him so much. such a good villain. Was it because he, sh- he showed up with his shirt off? No! I, I mean, I... He looks uh, like such an evil Black Knight figure with the huge, crazy, you know. Was it? Was the guy's name in um, Lotus War? Uh, the vampire knight guy, the know. second in command, who ends up being the big bad at the end of the series. I do what was not, I not watched Lotus War in about fifteen years. No. <laughs> That's who he is, though. I yeah. watched it a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, no. Anyway, Ky- Kylo Ren, fantastic. Yeah. But like I said, Kylo Ren is freed up to. Be a new kind of villain other than a Sith Lord, which we've dealt with for like seven movies. Uh, Rey is freed up to be like a new kind of hero and not a Jedi. Yep. Like everybody is like free of the like Star Wars tropes based on the like absolute failures. All right. Except for Chewbacca. Do you really think that they have the bravery to do that? Or do you think that she's just going to be like, oh, now I'm the new Jedi and and he's going to, like they're going to give up on that? Well, because she has the books. Okay. She did rescue the books from the tree. Yeah. So when Yoda blew it up he knew they weren't actually there right it was also they were like poses some questions about what you know jedi ghosts can do because he he did show up like not in blue glowy form right didn't they have a like a scene with him in full color it was like very faint blue. he was okay. he was translucent yeah right. but shot a lightning bolt or whatever you right. know so you're sort of like so like luke like Meh, he dies and i'm like okay so luke could die and then still have done that if still have appeared <laughs> And then fought Kylo. I mean, wasn't that the point of sending your image so you don't actually die? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I think that was like to me again. It's like a, a plan that failed. I, I think he completely underestimated how like strong Kylo was. He was like, yeah. "I have this plan. I'm gonna like teleport in and be like doopity doop." And then Kylo was like, he succeeded in like buying the rebellion that time, but like Kylo was like drained him too much mm-hmm. in the process. Oh. Yeah, the brushing the shoulder off after the the, the attack on Luke. Yeah. Again, one of those jokey jokes did not get behind. Yeah. Eh, but uh, it wasn't even really Luke, right? Like that cocky? That's that's Han. That's not Luke. Yeah, but, I mean, we don't know. What, what were those 10, 15 years like of just, like, Luke and Han he flying around being, being cool super together? super emo hiding out on the planet. Oh, you meant before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, like Luke, like, also, like, stupid overconfidence is a huge Jedi thing. <laughs> <laughs> also, I really liked... Um, <laughs> The way that Johnson handled the who is Snoke. Doesn't matter, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I guess we could talk about... Who is he? What is he? Is he some mythical character of... No, he's dead. Well, it's also possible that he is just going to come back. That his body... Like, he he did discover the magic that brings him back. And that's why all of his guards kept fighting after he died. (laughs) Because they're like, oh yeah, this happens every couple of years. Some idiot actually kills him. He he also could have been pulling a Luke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. we, we, We established that that's a force power of like... Full, like, corporal pro- projection is but a force did, power. His body does lie there and 
cut in half for a little while after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, well, it's the same thing too. Like a lot of people are harping on the like uh, when Kylo was like, "Your parents are nobody." Yeah, to, he could be lying yeah. to mess which, with her. I mean, I at first person like. I like both options, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I like like a rich thing that is foreshadowed. Like, because a lot of people on Reddit and stuff have pointed out the inconsistencies in the storyline. Because he's like, yeah, they died on in a grave on Jakku, mm-hmm. but in Force Awakens, there's like a memory of them just leaving on a ship, and you're like, so they flew to somewhere else in Jakku to die. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like one of those uh, bad guys lie, huh? Bad guys and lie. bad guys fully lie. Yeah, like that's but, not a thing that that is explored enough in movies. Too many bad guys come out and. Just... I'm going to be really honest with you. Alternatively, just imagine this, Rian Johnson being sitting down in the meeting with them and then being like, hey, buddy, go make a Star Wars movie. You can do whatever you want. And he's like, do you guys don't have any plans? Nope, do whatever. And and, I'm like, what did you want? And apparently that's also accurate. Like, apparently JJ does not, did not have an idea of who her parents were. And JJ was Didn't give a fuck. Just put it in. was like, hee hee, what could this be? (laughs) I too watch Lost. I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm aware of the plans of JJ Abrams. But yeah, yeah, and I mean, I don't have an issue in a way with her being nobody because I'm like no 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 it's a good choice the most important figure of like force balance was Anakin Skywalker who was nobody he was alternatively maybe the Jedi were just wrong he's not going to bring balance to the force the prophecy is all wrong because the Jedi made all this stupid shit up and that there was a like but I mean but he was still like a dude who was like trained by the Jedi and then rose up to be a Sith Lord and all that stuff so he's like still uh, a force wielder of influence was Anakin Skywalker of no lineage when they found him he was just a kid you don't that know was... that. You don't know who his father is. Well, I feel that the whole entire no, no, movie. No, no, no. It was yeah. He he had no father. That was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. that. And who told him that? George his, Lucas, his mother. Yeah, who was George obviously Lucas ashamed of having slept Jesus. with Palpatine. I mean, like what? <laughs> or or force memoried away. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I, I, don't, mind one, I don't mind it. I don't mind it one way or the other. Whether yeah. or not uh, whether or not she continues to be nobody or just Kylo. Kylo doesn't might not even know. I know. <laughs> like, Kylo, Kylo might not be lying. He just might be like, nah, I'm gonna try to get this girl on my side and just say whatever. Say whatever is gonna like yeah, piss her off. Which the I most. also wouldn't mind. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Oh my god. Have you heard the Scott's uh, Scott's article that he talked about? Was like the the knee the knee jerk progressive backlash. That is about, my my least favorite complaint about this movie. Oh, it's, it's so dumb. dumb. How, how every man needs a woman to fix his bad decision. Like, Luke needs Rey to fix him, to bring him back. Like, Poe needs Leia to fix him and bring mm-hmm. him back and all that stuff. And I was like... Finn needs Rose. Yeah, exactly. Every every, oh. every, every every man has his mistakes, like, corrected, corrected by, by a woman. woman. Which I'm like, it's a good story. It's fine. <laughs> like, why would you complain about that? Like... Uh. It's it's to me it's the exact same thing as Fury Road where you're like yeah sometimes sometimes that happens I think yep. the Rose correcting Finn was terrible that was a bad decision to correct him like it would have brought his character some closure if what some if meeting he, if she had failed yeah if he had died and actually saved the rebellion there yeah <laughs> you know, like yeah or not, I don't know or not save the rebellion right that's like, why I crashed right into the cannon and yeah. it oh. yeah and given given the themes of the Last Jedi <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, plans don't work out I was. I was almost like I was like, oh, they're gonna kill a main new character. I know. It like I was like, like, I was like, suicide runs are Star Wars is all about suicide runs. Totally. Like, yeah. Instead, they kill off the like character that didn't even make any sense, and then afterwards, Finn was like, oh, I guess she did love me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did not do anything to discourage the uh, the Finn Poe shippers. Yeah, because she kissed him, and he was like, huh. Hmm. And then they look at that pilot. Yeah, 
Finn, Finn and Ray meet at the end. They have this the most chaste hug. <laughs> you know, it's like it's so like brother and sisterly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leia not dying. Yeah. Uh, so Leia not dying when she's given a death scene and then floats back from outer space. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that, weird. that it was it was Kylo Ren force saving her. I don't know. I mean, I I'm okay with. Them finally saying, yes, Leia has Force powers. No, she's not a Jedi. Right. She's not super adept at it, but she can push herself around. And like her, her, her like Yoda name dropped her as like the second to last hope, right? Like, True. like so, she is the daughter of Darth Vader as a natural daughter. adept, but not not really foreshadowed very well. It, it came out of nowhere. I just thought it was weird. It was really weird. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I don't really totally dislike it. I just I feel like it could have been it could have been played a little better. Yep. Yeah. And I, but I mean like have, leave some questions for what are they going to do in the next one? Because like even Mark Hamill was like the concept on paper like the the long term was like Han, Luke, Leia in the in the trilogy. Yeah. So hmm. he's like I was like so what are they going to do? Why did they keep her around? <laughs> yeah. When they knew they could have switched it up they could they should have switched it up because it would have been fine if she died there it would have made a whole tragedy of the thing it was like yeah, but real think, losses but i think there's kind of like there's something unusual about killing off person and who actually died really is that like a superstitious thing i don't know i just i feel that like even like like uh what do you call it uh, the only thing that comes to mind is the fast and the furious also had that option right like they had a car accident scene where they could have killed off paul walker and, and they, they didn't, didn't. and instead paul walker like shows up at the end and is like hey dom hey and then drives off into the sunset <laughs> like you know like i think it's just it's kind of, have you ever seen that scene no that scene is weird it's very homoerotic <laughs> like uh-huh keeps laughing that that's it's really very homoerotic. <laughs> which which uh, two guys driving in two different cars just stand up, like looking at each other, giving knowing nods and smiles, and revving their engines as they like nod <laughs> as, as they nod and smile at each other for like so long. In a glowing sunset. It's, yeah, it's, it's shades of Top Gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like, like t- top, top Gun turned to eleven. Top Top Gun volleyball scene. Yeah. maybe like second place to like Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's ghost looking at wow. each other and driving off. Yeah, very weird. That's yeah. I guess I think they're, I mean, you know what I mean. It's like you're sitting there and you're this film director and you're like, okay, let's let's cut together the film or movie where we kill this real person, this character who's really dead now. Like you know, like there's like I think there's I don't think so. I think that's a thing. TV shows have had to do plenty of times. Yeah. By the way, this character is now dead because the actor died. Yeah, like, that's a thing that happens on TV all the time. Right. And in a sense, is it not also respectful to the artist? In a, in a way. Rather than having somebody else. Grand Marf Tarkin walk around right. for the whole movie. That was so weird. Yeah. Which which sucked. <laughs> this is Rogue One business. But, like, it sucked because, like, the the character of Tarkin is so good yeah. in Rogue One. Like, we get to see him be a badass as opposed to just kind of being Vader's lapdog. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, overall, I would say a bump up over Force Awakens. Yeah, I liked like, it more. I'm I'm excited to kind of see what they do with the the next one. Yep. So, and I guess we'd be somewhat remiss if we didn't put it on the list. Oh, we should absolutely put it on the yeah. list. But if you want to do that right now, we could. Uh-huh. Go on. But I was just gonna say the next one that's coming out has apparently, if you believe the rumors, like disaster written all over it. The Han Solo. Han Solo movie, yeah, I, is apparently so. It comes out in May. There's been not a word no, about it. No anywhere. trailers yep. at all have come out released from it. They they hired young gun directors onto it 
realized a disaster was happening, and then they were like, please, Ron Howard, come and fix it for us. Ron Howard getting called in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ron Howard for, like... and Ron Howard of male director's fame. <laughs> it's like, well, it's the Ridley Scott thing, right? Like, because, like, Ridley Scott, like, went off about this very, this kind of incident, where he's like, I, I get it. I get the, like, the idea that they've had a couple of successes with, like, James Gunn and, like, whatever else like that in the MCU, where he's yep. like, but... You don't you don't give indie directors three hundred million dollar budgets. That's too much for them to manage. Uh-huh. They don't have like that's no knock on them creatively. That's just they do not have the headspace. You made a really great movie for five million dollars. Here's three hundred million dollars of our most important franchise. <laughs> like, and then you're gonna have fifteen executive producers breathing down his breathing down their neck and like second yeah. guessing yeah. every decision and justifying everything. He's like, you're setting yourself up for disaster. He's like, I would direct a Star Wars movie. He's like, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to afford me. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I hear what the directors are getting on the Star Wars movies, and he's like, that's not what I would charge. Right. Like, but that's not what I was talking about. But oh no, but I was <laughs> talking about the Golden Globes. Uh, oh yeah, male white directors with uh, with Natalie Portman. Next Natalie to, Portman, yeah. Next to Ron Howard, going here are the nominees. The all, male. The all male. Here are the all male nominees for best director. Yeah, and then and Ron Howard's just like, ha-ha! then cutting to Christopher Nolan looking awkward and like Steven Spielberg, Spielberg looking, looking awkward, awkward. <laughs> like just like the Ridley sleep. Scott looking disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so uh-huh. yeah, they they bring in Ron Howard. Apparently, that's great. I love the fact they bring in Ron Howard. Ron Howard did Apollo thirteen. He's going to make a tense freaking Star Wars movie. You know, the, the only thing, the, the thing that I want the There's most... There's a lot of different Ron Howards, man. No, but <laughs> the thing that I want Howard. the most, and is absolutely not a thing that'll happen, is just being like, Han thought that he had a way out of this. Yeah. He yeah. didn't. <laughs> you know? He can, he can oh. narrate the opening crawl, no. you know? <laughs> no, he gets Harrison Ford to do the narration. The young Han. <laughs> I wow. thought I had a way out of this. <laughs> I didn't. So, next line. I didn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Her? <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, Supposedly it's a disaster. Apparently it's a disaster and the like, entire, entire reshoots that have like, they changed one character from like a robot to a human. <laughs> like some nonsense. It's like, wow. they just because it was cheaper to reshoot. They're like, oh man, we're not redoing all the CG. You're a human now and just reshooting it with like a thing. <laughs> Apparently the dude, the Han Solo dude, is like a travesty. Really? Like he yeah. doesn't know how to act. Yeah. Apparently. That's so good. Who is he? Uh, you, maybe you can look it up. Yeah. But it was like, and I was like, man, I just, I'm just, just cross fingers crossed for you know it to work out well enough because there's apparently the option for the Lando movie and I want Donald Glover to have a Lando movie. Ugh. Alden Caleb Ehrenreich. Yeah. And he's a piece of garbage. What else has he been in? I don't know, but I know that how he got famous was that he made a little short movie and Spielberg saw it at his daughter's bat mitzvah and then got oh, him an no. agent. Yeah. This is how he's, met. he's worked with Francis Ford Coppola and Tetro, Woody Allen and Blue Jasmine. Because uh-huh. he's like a fully... like The Coen brothers and Hail Caesar... Warren Beatty's rules don't apply. Yeah, and but how well, he, apparently he's worked with some great directors. Because yeah, how, how he got an agent was he showed a little movie at Steven Spielberg's daughter's bat mitzvah, and then Spielberg was like, "I'm going to get you a job with my buddies," and that is how he has a job. Uh-huh. Like I haven't seen like I've I've seen Hail Caesar. Oh, and I do on, not remember him whatsoever. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I saw Hail Caesar's, and I do not remember him whatsoever. <laughs> like it's like yes, he got the role. Okay, anyway, so he's, he's a disaster. Oh, I mean, supposedly. If That's what this story is. Believe, which is like such a bummer, because I was so hyped for a Han movie. I know, I know. It, it, it like, you know, I, I guess Rogue One didn't go off on the side as much as you would have hoped, but there was a lot of freedom here. You could have done a lot of 
mm-hmm. interesting things. And if that was successful, doing different interesting things, yep. maybe we could have gotten more. Uh, so do you want to rank The Last Jedi? <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, before we even go to the list, it's... It's better than The Force Awakens. Better than The Force Awakens. we can all agree there. Not as good as any of the original trilogy. Not as good as any of the original trilogy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Not even not even Jedi. Do we rank Jedi yet? No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. Not even Jedi. I would say that. The tension in Jedi is better. And the stuff that is time-based in that tension makes, makes more sense. Makes way more, more sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he had, it's, it's so much makes no sense. I think that that has to have been the point. That like, sometimes these plot lines are just fucking bonkers. And yeah. It doesn't matter. Just fucking Yeah, well, they, well that, that was the Game of Thrones thing. Where the, Game, the Game of Thrones showrunners, like, after there's like so that, that, that episode where there's like nonsense happening where mm. like literally I think like Daenerys flies from Dragonstone north of the wall and like, <laughs> back down yeah, yeah and you're like what is going on and like the uh, the showrunners made like a, a statement thanking their fans for like bearing with them <laughs> like, like they, they literally were just sort of like we thank your fans for understanding that sometimes like for dramatic sense or whatever else like that we need to take some like like thanks mm-hmm. for that and then, like, in the last episode of this season, they, like, they introduced, like, it's going to take a long time to get from here to here. Like, there's, like, like added thing being, like, yes, we should figure out how to travel from this point to that. <laughs> like, there's, like, a little bit of, like, yep, yep, travel time is a thing, and we're gonna, we're gonna try to be a little better right, about it. Right, right, so let's take a look at the list. Uh, Rogue One is currently at 39. And it's right below Arrival and Office Space. I would right say above is, Sneakers and Slow West. I would say this is below Rogue One, also. Uh Force Awakens is at 42, right? Hmm. Under hmm. Slow West and Sneakers. Low? I would pump I would have felt Rogue One. I liked Rogue One so much. I mean, it was definitely fun, but I mean, pretty Who's your favorite character in Rogue One? Sassy Droid. Sassy Droid. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least The Force Awakens gave you Finn, Rey, Paul. I would, I would put this above Rogue One for sure. Really? Yeah. Not not super far above Rogue One, because above that we get Office Space, Arrival, mm-hmm. Ex Machina. Those are all good movies. Prisoner of Azkaban and Princess Mononoke. Like, mm-hmm. those are all. Awesome I feel type. we're in the correct zone. Yeah. We're in the correct zone for the last Jedi. It's weird. Not it that go? far above Rogue One. Maybe right above Rogue One. Yeah. Underneath it's, Office Space. Underneath Office Space. <laughs> I hope they put that on the uh, on the Blu-ray release. <laughs> Almost as good as Office Space. Says not to buy that PC. What? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, I feel like that's a good little, good little spot for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, if in in the correct crowd, if someone said, "Did you like Rogue One?" and I said, "It's almost as good as Office Space," people would be like, "It's not bad. That's pretty good." That's pretty I good. mean, you do have to know that we've worked in that. Like that movie has a special place in your heart after you've been a cubicle jockey for yeah, but that's or years. a restaurant or yeah yeah I I don't know I loved Office Space even when I was in high school like before I had even like entered the workforce proper I just loved Office Space a lot I mean like, kind of tragic and it's like huh I wonder if that's what life's like when you're an adult oh, oh yeah, yeah I guess it is <laughs> uh, so that was our uh, last detailed episode. <laughs> Uh, we have like time left though. If yeah, I got are. a bunch of movies I want to talk about. Okay. Talk more about did you movies? guys? Did you guys see Bright? I did see Bright. <coughs> I, I thought it was fun. Let's talk about Bright. I thought it was fun in a weird, really expensive way. What? Yep. So here's, I have not seen Bright, but I read about it. Okay. And what they talk about is that it tries to do the, and you guys can confirm or deny this. It kind of tries to do the Mad Max thing of like, there's this world, but we're not really getting into it. 
Well, I thought that was good. Yeah, that was no, great. exactly. Was, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Centaurs in there, and there's fucking mm-hmm. all kinds of other crazy shit. Dark Lord, like the racial tensions are just like I around, but not. That was a big strength of the movie. Yeah, the, the world building from a distance. The fact that it costs so much money, though, is <laughs> insane. <laughs> but like, you don't. Where did that money go? Yeah, I get it. There was a lot Will of CG paycheck. and Will Smith. Yeah, there was a Will Smith. There was a little bit of CG because there was a glowing stick that they carried around. <laughs> no, it was and so then goofy. some elf makeup and. Ogre makeup. So I, I where thought, did that money go? I thought I was going to hate Will Smith, and he was okay. He, he, was he like great. did better than I was expecting. Speaking of that, yeah, Will Smith is he a big Hollywood star? Yes. Yeah. Have you looked at his filmography lately? I mean, it's terrible, <laughs> right? But he's still a big Hollywood star. Why? Isn't he Why like, is Will Smith a big Hollywood star? Because he still makes bank, man. Like I think he, he's... No, he doesn't. Isn't he on the bankable list? They, they, every year they say who's the most bankable... Like, Hangout you know, was a crap movie, but he made so much so money. Much like, money. even Earth, whatever, with... Uh, After Earth? Yeah. Was it? Apparently did, did really well internationally and stuff. Like, he's a big international star. Isn't he it? makes I mean, bad movies, though. Sure does. Consistently and repeatedly. So does Tim Burton, man. <laughs> Like, you made a couple things good at the beginning of your career, and then you just get to poop money for the rest of your life. Tim Burton. Yeah, he used I mean, to get a hit every now and again. I, I love Tim Burton's early work. Yeah. I'm like, like, Edward, Beetlejuice, like, Edward Scissorhands, like, the first two Batman, all over that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, which, I mean, is more his idea, not his movie. But then he made, you know, Alice in Wonderland. and made Which like, is still one of the most profitable films yeah, of all exactly. time. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, made two of them, and they're crap. Know, this this is, so let's look back awful. behind Bright, what Will Smith has done. Collateral Beauty. Okay. okay. Suicide Squad. Yeah, which Suicide Squad made bank? It Concussion. Did. Concussion. Focus. Focus. I think also did Winter's well. Tale. After Earth. Uh-huh. Yeah, but we're not Men in Black okay, Three. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not so, saying these movies are good. Seven I'm saying how did they He's do still them? making money. Hancock. I Am Legend. The Pursuit of Happiness. Hitch. Shark Tale. Yeah. And the last one I can remember liking, I Robot, which also wasn't great. And then before that, it's Bad Boys 2, and that was 2003. That was yeah, but, okay, but nobody, years ago. nobody cares about the fact that he makes bad movies. He makes make money. Guess how many Transformers movies there are? Like seven. They're all <laughs> terrible, but they make a lot of money. Like, you're not... Like, your point is he makes bad movies does not change the fact that he's, like, I, a bankable I star. I even bet that out of that list, most of those are made tons of money. Yeah. Right? How does he still get... Because he still makes tons of money. But he's treated like he's George Clooney when he's out there. Like... He's a go-to big star. Sure, he does some flops every now and then, but he's he's going to bring the quality. And he doesn't bring the quality. I, I, I picture he's him. got a reputation for like, yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, but I think he has that same reputation as like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like where mm. it's just sort of like sometimes they're bad movies, but he's just like a super. He's, he's going to be him super, every movie. Yeah, super bankable star mm. that you put in and gives you like a little boost at the box office. Like why? Because I'm really also Scientology. You know, <laughs> Scientology conspiracy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so break. So, do you think, because uh, they, they have not made it official. No, no, they're making another one. Yeah, but, but apparently, like, a universe, right? Yeah. Like, not just a sequel, but, like, they're, they're making the, like, the Netflix fantasy you. So, that's what they decided. There, somebody was like, hey, guys, remember Cyberpunk? Let's fucking do it. Mm-hmm. It's, Shadow, it's like Shadowrun, the, the, the setting. Yeah. I'm fucking into that. <laughs> I want fucking elf wizards and fucking... Street samurai hackers and fucking crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. this is gonna be fun. Orcish gangbangers. Yeah, and, and I mean, if we're gonna talk about 2017 like pilots for universes, better than Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Where they? Yeah, <laughs> we're piloting the dark universe. Oh my god. Speaking of the mummy, we're going to pick up on that in a minute. <laughs> uh, let's rank Bright. Hang on. Well, do we, we haven't even talked about what Bright's about. It's like a training yeah. day with an orc. 
Yeah, so... Done. <laughs> uh, orcs and elves live into the modern world. Yeah. There was an ancient war where orcs were on the wrong side of it. Mm-hmm. But now they're still around. They're just treated like second-class citizens. Right. And a la having to live in Compton. Yeah. And South Central Los Angeles. And then it's the first orc cop. And then there's a, a yeah. first orc cop who is paired with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And he's like the figurehead slash pariah on the police force. Yeah. Similarly, all the orc clans hate him because they're he's working with the police. And all the cops hate him because they're racist, shitty cops. Right. He's like meow meow fuzzy face. Sort of. I was going to say, like... Bojack Horseman, Meow Meow Fuzzy Face. I, I know who Fuzzy Face is. <laughs> I would say he's more of a cop on the edge with nothing to lose. <laughs> and right. uh, yeah. they get roped into a magical adventure where they have to fucking survive. Was it? Orc Town. I don't know. What's I, the I, 13 Blocks? Escape from... What was that movie? Oh, yeah. Assault was... on Precinct 13 kind of yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it turns into a bit of like they're running around after this like magic MacGuffin, and then they have to fight all these guys. I, I thought it broke crooked down. cops yeah. and gangbangers and do you guys um, rich. That, do you remember the new Judge Dread film? That's what it made me think of, where he gets locked in a building with all the bad guys, and he's like, "Yeah, this was not as good as Dread." Dread no, and Dread it was not as good as the Raid Redemption. Either. No, not even, not even close. But but this was still like fun, mm-hmm. and it was like a different kind of fun, and it was creative and weird, and and I liked it. So let's look at. Is it better or worse than Star Wars: The Force Awakens? Worse, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's I mean, look at that like Jurassic World, Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Jurassic World was high praise. Yeah, Jurassic World was pretty fun. Star Trek Beyond Ooh. It is better than Star Trek Beyond. Well, Star Trek Beyond, I feel, has like it has a has a has a flavor of bad to it. Yeah, like this. What you're saying yeah. doesn't sound bad. It doesn't necessarily well, sound great. Look, better it's than still, life. It's still rough, right? Yeah, yeah. Better than life. It's better than Goblet of Fire ish. It's around there. Yeah. Goblet of Fire. I would put this just under Jurassic World. With, I'm okay with that. That's the one with with uh, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's okay. I was like, it's not. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right under Jurassic World, right above Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Sure. Those bright. I'm fine with that. It's a flawed, fun action. Got it. Well, we talked about the Mummy for a second there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched a bunch of Mummy movies this week. I watched The Mummy, 1932, starring Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. So, in a, in a sense, the precursor to Mummy the Dark Universe, starring Tom Cruise. No. In Pretty a cool. direct sense, a precursor to the 1990 Mummy, because this movie is about Imhotep trying to bring back an Oxuna Moon in the really? modern world. Yes. Amazing. I'm so much more pleased for Brandon <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> uh, for a movie that was made over... 75 years ago. Mm-hmm. It is completely watchable. Hmm. That's pretty high praise in and yeah. of itself. Yeah. Like, like, there's no real slow points. There's no, like... What's the oh, well, that's just... like 70 minutes? Yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> like, <laughs> those old movies long. are so... Just, like, a little yeah. bit over an hour. But, like, if you like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movie, like, it takes so much from this Boris Karloff movie. Cool. Huh. He gets resurrected by mistake. He tries to bring back his loved one by kidnapping another woman and putting an Oxenamun's soul into her. That's amazing. There is like weird murders. There's this long extended flashback about Imhotep's ultimate failure to raise an Oxenamun in the past. Hmm. It was really cool. I really liked it. Funnily enough, that is exactly the plot line of the mummy haunt in Haunt on House on the Hill. Like, you know that the haunts? 
Yes. In the game. Yeah, the mummy one is that where it's like they're it's like a female character that the mummy needs to like kidnap and all that stuff right. and get the other items. So they put the plot of the mummy into it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. A plus. Yeah. I recommend it highly. I'm looking at the list right now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking right between number sixty nine and number seventy, between Zootopia and the Long Goodbye. Wow, that's really specific. Out of nowhere. <laughs> well, uh The Long Goodbye is another older movie. Yeah. Um kind of plotting. What what's uh, the that that weird nuclear one? How did that one break? That weird nuclear one. Yeah, you watched this weird movie about like the end of the world and it's like a submarine. Oh uh, yes. You know, I'm Voyage to the bottom of the sea. That's below Crush Groove. <laughs> so saying it's further better, down. It's list. better than this. It's better than that, <laughs> mostly because it's a lot shorter. Okay. Um, and so this is Boris way Kalaf. worse than Suicide Squad. We need to deal with the Suicide, suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is not a touchstone point anymore. Okay. No, that's going to be We need to revisit fixed. the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, it's worse than Jurassic World, and worse it's worse than, than, than Mask of Worse than... The Bad Batch. You guys saw I didn't even see that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, but uh, I got like... I you guys so really like that movie. Like, you guys like that Jim so much more. Than, so good it. it was so terrible. You like that movie so much more than Jurassic World. It weirded me yeah, out. Yeah, but it came like this... <laughs> Like Bad Bad Batch touches that like uh, that's hey, that, that Southland Tales vibe. I'm like, like Sarah's like Sarah is convinced that I do not actually like the Southland Tales. She's like, no, you like it because it's bad. I'm like, no, I actually like it. She's like, no, you're lying. Oh, I don't know. There's like there's good moments. There's a whole <sighs> lot of garbage. So much of Southland Tales makes me so happy. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, good. Kevin Smith, bad. No, everything, everything <laughs> in Southland Tales, good. No. <laughs> so I think that's that's where that one goes. That's it's pretty. Uh, I watched that because I also watched the 1999 Brendan Fraser movie, which is now on Netflix. One of Sarah's favorite films of all time. Really? Mm-hmm. How could it not be? It's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good so good. Fun. Yeah. Some like, of the CG is a little dated, yeah. but they didn't they didn't stretch really far with it, so it doesn't look. Well, it's a lot of the, so It's a lot of sand things <laughs> swirling. Yeah. And you're like, it looks fine. Like I remember watching it on TV over the holidays like, a couple years ago, and I was like, eh. There's not a character in that movie that is just. Not perfect. Yep. Jonathan, the, the the thieving brother with cowardice, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evie is, I know what I am. Yeah. And I am a librarian. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, my buddy Benny is my favorite weasel character in all of movies. <laughs> he always runs away. He's always trying to save his own skin. Totally. It's the best. Can we say that it was a casting mishap that it was not played by Polly Shore? Benny? Yeah. No, but no one else could have played I'm just Benny. saying to just, just have the Encino Man reunion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Polly Shore is like a weasel character. The weasel uh, ruins the movie. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants Polly Shore. Uh, I yeah. got to get out of here. <laughs> just, like, shut up, Polly Shore. Sure. The guy playing Emotep is, uh, is great. Yeah. The, the guy playing the Desert Night Protector, Odette Fair, is great. Like, everything about this movie is just, it delivers. A plus. So what you're saying is that it holds up. God, I love that movie. And I was worried after having seen a couple movies that I used to really like, like rewatching them again with a more critical eye, and like, oh, you know, the CG, CG's not that bad. How did Brendan Fraser not like parlay that movie into like two other movies? Into two other movies he did, but into like a long-standing like comedy action star. Uh, you know, like I, I think he had a, a personal tragedy, which is that he had a terrible divorce with his wife, who took everything. Right, and, and then he, I don't know, I guess he like and then he made Incart years later, and then a bunch of like sappy dramas 
Yeah. No, but like I, I, I understand that he went through, through a bad divorce, but I'm yeah. like, but his agent should have been able to hook him up for like, like just think he could have been at this point. I'm not saying he'd be like he could have been Robbie Di- Robert Downey Jr. right now. I I was thinking more he could be comedy Liam Neeson. Like he could have these like like those a movie every year or two where you're just sort of like he plays like the fish out of water hero in an action flick. Like yeah. he does it so well. Like it's a shtick. Yep. Uh, so, you, so you're gushing about this movie. I love this movie. I, feel I don't. It ranks high. I feel in your estimation, it does rank high. And I'm looking at the list now, and we have a, a tendency of putting a lot of really good movies on the list, mm-hmm. and it's hard to place it. Mm-hmm. So I want some feedback here because. Okay. I think the ceiling, absolute highest ceiling, <laughs> is Hackers, and that's way high. That's number 17 that's, on yeah, the that's list. that's way fucking high. Yeah, but, yeah. but I agree, it is, that would be a ceiling. Uh, above that, it's it's not even... Not even above that is T2, it's Blade Runner, it's Conan the Barbarian. It's not Serious going higher movie. than that. Mm-hmm. And the floor... Uh, oof. I haven't seen this since years ago, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm perhaps not as fresh into this. I feel like it, I mean, it's better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? Yeah. Huh. Easily. Again, Spider-Man Homecoming trades a lot on the charisma of the star, and the mummy, has that. the mummy has that. The mummy doesn't? No, the mummy has that, and then everything else. Like, every other actor in the movie is doing exactly what they should be doing in that movie. I really want to watch this again now. I like. I remember loving it, but do I love it as much as um, like "Don't Breathe"? Hook. Yeah, it's not going above Hook. It's not above Get Out. Not Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen, but I heard is like a masterful business. We, is that our highest um, of the new breed of um, Marvel films? I think that currently Thor has, Ragnarok. Yeah, I think it currently has a top spot. Yes, as MCU, Thor yeah. Ragnarok is our highest MCU. So uh, I'm okay with that. Um, Although probably. Well, we haven't talked about some like Avengers yet. Yeah. yeah. Um. I could see. Man, I would. I would like it. I like it better in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I could see that. I could I, see. Yeah. I could see it kind of bumping John Wick. I could see that too. Cool. I haven't seen John Wick 2. Yeah. I haven't seen John Wick 2, so I'm okay with that. Right under Thor Ragnarok, yeah. uh, right above John Wick. It's, it's interesting because like, that's a, I feel like it's a classic movie in a sense. Beloved by everybody. It's, wonderful. Why is it on the same list old. as Hook and, and other kind It's of 19 years classics? old and it, like the characters are so well defined that yeah. it doesn't fail. There was no laggy that's not. That's it. not very far below Hook. Like, I think Hook is a better movie than The Mummy, man. Oh, I agree. <laughs> like, it's only like six spots below. Yeah. Like, right. maybe it's exactly where it belongs. As it, as all things on the list are, except mm-hmm. for Suicide Squad. That was such a terrible movie. Now, so, I, got, I got a couple other movies. I, I want you guys to... Wow, you really do. I really do have a whole bunch of them. <laughs> uh, hang, I have so many things I'm not talking yeah, about. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys read my article on this pepper mache ba- boulder is actually quite heavy. Uh-huh. Right. Did you want to come and trash it? On- Do you I, want to trash it? I, don't know. I don't know if I want to trash it or maybe just refer to the article and place it on the list really it- quickly. Really? So this is a New Zealand film uh, about like nerds who get sucked into a bad 50s sci-fi, bad 50s sci-fi movie and then suffers from the fact that the least nerdy guy becomes the hero because he cares the least about nerdy things. He, he explicitly then- says... I can be the hero because I hate sci-fi. And, and then every single solitary woman is a prop in the film, regardless of whether they're in reality or in the 50s sci-fi film. Is a prop and a reward. 
Nice. I did something good. I overcame my crippling insecurity. So now I can have the woman. Yeah. Wow. To be, to be fair, though, I'm pretty sure that's also how Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure ends. They just get girls like the French maidens. Like, no <laughs> they just show up. <laughs> like, and I mean, and I liked it in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Uh, it's just Simpler times in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. There's also a bunch of gay jokes in this movie made. Yeah. Like at in, the expense of gays? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's apparently like a, like a flamboyantly foppish gay dude. For, what are, what are, like the nerdy, creepy scientist, they take his rubber mask off and mm-hmm. is like, oh, it's Bruce. He's super gay. Ah. Okay. And he's like wearing an ascot and short shorts. And that's the joke. Mm-hmm. Now they have to deal with him. Listen, man, if you're going to make gay jokes, you need to watch The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and watch Titus Andromeda. <laughs> and that's just how to make gay jokes. It's... Yeah, this is the opposite of that. Yeah, this, this is the opposite of well-handling a gay character. This is, this is the gay guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, like, it's bad. It yeah. sounds like you're, this is descending into, like, truly offensive territory. I was offended not, at the end Not of the merely, movie. like... Terrible. I finished the movie liking it and then going, wait, No. Everything was wrong with this movie. I I hate it. So I guess you wrote an article about yeah, it. Yeah, so we, we, should, we should rank it. It sounds it sounds bad. I'm Batman v Superman, bro. Oof, below, below, Whoa, below, Batman because v Batman Superman. v Superman was offensive to my understanding of Batman and Superman. Um, <laughs> rather than my understanding, London of has fallen below. If I had to watch one again, easily London Jason has fallen. Burr? Below. So now you're into the two most worst movies of all time, which yeah. is the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, made for TV film and The Room. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, guys, if I had to watch one of these again, <laughs> I'd watch The Room first. Oh, man. So now is it worse than the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Let's do the time warp again. No, that's got a firm lock on the bottom. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, wow. That's, that's, just, that's just a pointless, terrible movie. Are, it's a pointless, are, are terrible you not, movie. Are you not just picking on these guys? I, feel... uh, I mean, a little bit, but... Yeah. Like, it was. It's they 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 know better. They have to know better, mm-hmm. right? Like you're an indie film in 2017. Get your shit together. I feel you know what I mean. Okay. Like I, I understand the idea of them picking on nerds mm-hmm. as being a source of comedy, but doing it and sexualizing every single woman who shows up in the movie and making a bunch of gay jokes. It's just it just goes, goes wrong all the time. Wow. It's just always what was it wrong. called again? This, this papier-mâché boulder is actually quite heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going in at number Coming 108. In, I was just going to say debuting in theaters this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's getting a limited release January 19th. Take your mom. Take your mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got a scoop on that. Uh-huh. You know, this is a weird, we, have, we added a movie to the list before it came out in theaters, you guys. You know what? Like, I fucking hate. It. I hate that I hated this movie so much. Like, it's, I, I, I yeah. like independent movies. I like those shoestring budget yeah. comedies. I like DIY stuff. Is there an audience for this? If you're like, okay, whatever. Maybe you could go see it and have fun if you are X. Like a homophobic nerd? Yeah, Is if you're like the stereotype of the comic book guy who's like, haha, yeah, conventions are ridiculous and uh-huh. chicks are hot. And yeah, girls, guys don't do appreci- make- girls don't appreciate me. <laughs> All right, Glowing. I'm going to do, do everything just right and get a girl. Like, it's just, it's it just bad. shitty. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get that. I mean, like you, you don't hit Fantasia as hard as myself or especially John does. But it's like I get that. Like sometimes you go see these movies and you're like, oh man, they're going to be so good, and then you're like, nope. Mm-hmm. You guys just absolutely like there didn't was, get it. There mm-hmm. was the mark, and you just screwed it up, and you took a good idea and you just made it. A but like, I can sit down and watch a movie like Samurai Cop. 
and, and enjoy it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But no, like, what you're saying is not the same. Samurai Cop's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think there's, there's bad movies. Like, uh, Wolf Cop, I think, is like a perfect example. Of, like, right. it's, it's a bad movie that isn't being like horribly offensive. It's being going out of its way to be fun, a fun bad movie. Like, you can, you can there, make a fun movie. There are crass mo- points, points in Wolf Cop. Sure. Yeah. Like, really. Are we talking about the second one or the first one? The second one. Okay, the, one that, the one that I saw and reviewed. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a werewolf sex scene. And yeah, yeah, the female werewolf has eight tits. Nice. I get it. But that's like, there's like a level of ridiculousness there that... And a self-awareness, too. Yeah. A like, self-awareness. That's yeah. it. There is no awareness that what they're doing is wrong. They're really thinking that this is the punchline. Wow. And that's what makes it, like, unacceptable. It's an unacceptable movie. Shitty. <laughs> This was the 9 to 5 That's it. I'm good Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday it's either going to be a 90s or a go plug yourselves and on Fridays we have fine arts with either Sophie and Scott and uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope alright thanks 9to5.cc we're not working why should you thanks for listening <laughs>